Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview members, sometimes other friends of the ministry. You can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can attend either. The usual COVID-19 protocols will apply. We also are live streaming that first service at 9 a.m. on hbcguam.org. Just visit hbcguam.org for details. This week, Jesus Changes Everything, Part 5 from Matthew Chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Yeah, hey, Hoppa Day, Chris. Glad to be with you again today. This Sunday, we're coming back to Part 5 of the series that we've been working through on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. I'd really encourage you, if you're listening, to be a part of our service on Sunday. I'm deciding between two separate titles. One is What to Do When You're Angry, and the second is Jesus Teaching on Relationships and Reconciliation. And they both really are explaining this, and it's really important teaching. So if you're able to be with us live at one of those services, that would be awesome. If you're not able to, I'd really encourage you to tune in to the live stream. Because this whole matter of the impact that anger can have in our lives and the conflict that it creates in our lives, you know, it's really devastating for us. So, so I want to talk about that. Jesus does very clearly in these verses the impact of unresolved conflict in our relationships. You might have noticed that when people are angry, things tend to get broken. Maybe you've been around somebody that you know, got angry and slammed a door and a window got broken, or they're playing tennis or racquetball and got angry with the point and slammed you know, their racket and the racket got broken. Uh, sometimes uh, in angry situations, we might throw things or kick things, talk with people who have hit the wall and your fist gets broken, your fingers get broken. When somebody throws a punch, a nose gets broken. When somebody expresses too much anger when they're disciplining a child, then their trust gets broken. We use angry words and sometimes hearts get broken. We've seen over the course of our lives, you know, church unity gets broken and relationships get broken. Anger tends to produce brokenness. When we're angry, it results in conflict and unresolved conflict ruins things. So Jesus is really trying to help us, first of all, respond clearly to his teaching, but he's trying to help us in how to live a life that would be blessed. And so just some really clear teaching in these verses, and I'd encourage people to be a part of it. We're looking forward to having the doors open and uh, worshiping together. That'll be at 9 and 11 this Sunday uh, coming up. Well, I'm really pleased to have our Harvest Christian Academy principals, three principals with us, to talk about school and even beyond that just some of the things that God's teaching them and has taught them in their ministry in education. So it's good to have Lawrence Nagengas with us, who's a HCA high school principal, Dr. Joyce Stouffer, who's the elementary school principal, and then Josh Taylor, who's a middle school principal. So welcome, all of you guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yes. It's good to be here. Let's start off just by asking you know, where things are at. For everybody around the world, education is complex. I know that it is here on island. 
Maybe, Joy, you could start off with telling us a little bit about where we're at as far as school goes on the island and what's happening here at Harvest. Sure. We're going into week nine this upcoming week of being online, and we have just been praying fervently that we will have a chance to be back face-to-face, but we're trying to make the most of the opportunities that we have with online learning. And so our teachers have been doing live Zoom sessions um, with the students every day, assigning different assignments in Schoology with them and just trying to keep those connections and relationships with students and with families to encourage them, give them the help and support that they need. Yeah. How's that going? Josh, you got any? Uh, Yeah. When you said, where are they at? My first answer is scattered abroad. Uh, (laughs) We we have students that are participating not just all over the island, but we also have students that are participating at Harvest Christian Academy who are actually either stateside. We've got some that are stateside still. Uh, We've got some in Korea, I believe, Lawrence. Isn't that correct? Uh, Many. And yeah, and so uh, we got them up north, all the way up to Jigo, all the way down south, everywhere in between. We even have teachers that are scattered abroad as they are teaching from their different places all over. And it is a, uh, it's, it's a very, very different feel. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. As Joy mentioned, uh, teachers, uh, educators, you know, we go into education because the opportunity to, to impact and influence uh, the students. And what really keeps you going with that is beyond the content, it's, it's their lives and the interaction that you have and the growth that you get to see. And so right now, it's just, it's all, it is a lot more complicated with learning management systems as opposed to my classroom procedures. Right. And so that's what's making it hard. However, we got the best teachers in the world and our faculty staff has adjusted and learned. And it's not just they made the adjustment, they've made the adjustment and now they're learning to perfect that and become not just casual with it. Okay, this is what I do. Now they're looking for ways to be even more effective. And and that really is is the most encouraging thing. And honestly, really grateful for our students because so many of them are taking it seriously. Requires a tremendous amount of parental support. Parents can't thank you enough. And then the students that are really putting forth the effort and sticking to it to make sure that they are progressing because we're giving them the opportunity to progress with their education, not just remain where they were back in in March. Our, our teachers are progressing and so many of our students are putting forth that effort. So it's, it's we're scattered abroad, but we still uh, get to be together mm-hmm. multiple times a day. Our teachers are in their lives, in the students' lives, multiple times every day from K-3 all the way up to the seniors. If, if the students stay engaged, our teachers are engaged. I want to ask you guys where this thing is going or, you know, any type of an idea about that. But Lawrence, I think I just heard or remember hearing that we're at like two, just past the 200-day mark, right, of online schooling. And we had like one day back. I mean, how is all that? That is something that teachers have to keep in mind. And by this point, Things have been, I think, realized as to what level the students are at after an interesting finish last year, summer, of course. And I think by this point, coming into the end of the first quarter, there's an understanding now of of where the kids are and and where they are going to work to get, whether we be face-to-face or online throughout the rest of this year. But yeah, just uh, I think a week ago, we we sent a letter home that we were going to send to the government in an email, and it had been about 200 days at that point. So now we're looking at probably about 205, 206 
minus one mm-hmm. uh, in August. Right, the there. first day of school. That right? was it. We got an opportunity to meet who will be in our classes all year, and if they were absent or, or weren't there that day, that you know, then we didn't. But there was about six hundred and some kids here that we met and now have been with since uh, since August fourteenth, I guess it'd be. Yeah, that was almost surreal because you know we just had teacher in service, staff in service. Everybody expected that we were going to be going forward, and in the first day, halfway through, you know, kind yeah. of this idea, this is going to be it, right? Exactly. Yeah, we didn't even get that Friday because we had to have a prep day for what has now been the first quarter of online school. Yeah, it's been amazing. So when we say online school, I mean, I know that our school families are going to understand what that looks like, but probably a lot of people that might be listening don't really know what that looks like. I mean, does that mean... You know, we, you know, we've heard about schools are sending materials home, hard copies. Does it mean, what, Joy, what does that mean? What's it look like? Well, it looks a little bit different depending on the age level. For our youngest ones, and we're starting as low as K-3, we sent home packets of material, the worksheets and different things they're going to need for their schooling. And then K-3 through K-5, we have multiple sessions, live sessions with the teacher every day. Again, at this lower level, it looks entirely different than as you get into the upper uh, secondary. But at the lower level, they're teaching them. They're getting engagement from the kids. Often the kids are wanting to show the teacher right, as, yeah. as you're doing the assignment. They're, they're holding up the paper to show them. They're, they're showing them their whiteboard. So it is very interactive. So we have multiple sessions a day. We've tried to plan it to be age-appropriate. So the younger ones have a limited attention and span, and they need those breaks. So they've got a time to get a snack, go outside and play, and come back. And so we've gradually increased the amount of class time as they get into first, second, third grade. They have some additional sessions. They've got some individual or small group time with their teacher, particularly to work on reading. And then as they get into fourth grade on up, they are running a, a full school day. Mm. So the so they start at a specific time? Correct. Yeah. Yes. So when they would start at 8.05, that's when they're starting their Zoom session, and they do a, a full school day. Certainly there's had to be some transition challenges and some ongoing challenges with this. I know, Josh, you mentioned the idea that teachers really get into this to have that interaction with students. I'm sure that's one of the challenges, but what are some of the big things that we're facing? Major challenges, and Lawrence and Joy and I have discussed this many times and with our teachers, it is very, very hard to develop the relationships. And I mean, that's what that's what Harvest is all about. Yes, the, the challenging academics, but we're really focused on that life mentorship. And that is a main reason why our teachers get discouraged is because they just want to be able to come alongside that student and be there and look into their eyes, provide that it's going to be okay. Let me show you how to do this. And now it's the, uh, can you turn your webcam on? Uh, is every, or did I am I screen am I sharing my screen correctly? Somebody's somebody left their mic on. There's way there's a lot of uh, background noise Dogs going on. Barking. Yeah, there's the. <laughs> could you please put your pet away? Somebody's chewing food right into the microphone. It would be great if you would uh, could could stop that. Wow, it's interesting having class. Uh, while laying down on your pillow. Uh, so those are the types of things. And it's not just that it, you know, it's not discouraging in the sense of how dare you do that. It's discouraging the fact of none of that would be happening if we were here at school. 
Right. And honestly, just the challenges. I mean, you ask, what does is, what is online learning look like? And, oh, Chris, you can attest to this. What does it look like, not from just from the teacher's perspective? Right. What does it look like from the parent's perspective? What does it look like from the parent perspective? It looks like my wife is the superhero. She's also the recess monitor. She's also the data and network uh, manager. Uh, she is the, the schedule keeper. She is the homework provider, as well as the snacks. And then, uh, and then I'm a little bit of technical support while I'm up here teaching. Well, you know, COVID's been stressful for everybody. I mean, around the world, uh, the rise of anxiety and depression and, you know, these kinds of issues are, are prevalent. Many people are reporting on this. I know it's got to be affecting students as well, and probably even more so kind of with this idea of so much screen time, maybe primarily from our older kids' standpoint, Lawrence. I mean, how are we trying to mitigate that? Or you know, Josh talked earlier about this fact that we teach because of this involvement with students. So concerns, but also ways we're trying to help with that. As far as speaking of screen time first, one of the key words that I've shared with the teachers from the beginning has just been the word balance. And I think that applies to a number of things. Even if, if we get a chance to come back face-to-face, it still requires balance of, of safety and education together. And right now, we're a little bit more on the uneven side of safety and you know education second. But in the time we're here online, one of the, one of the issues has been screen time, just whether it be from headache, you, they get headaches, or whether it's just sitting in a chair mm-hmm. a long time in the day. And so a couple of things, we just had another conversation about it Tuesday, is just ways teachers in small, I guess small ways during class period can encourage students to write things down, which gives them an opportunity to look away and look at a piece of paper, even say, look away from the screen here, you know, or we're going to work on this workbook page, uh, or I want you to take your books out. Those are the smaller ways that we've encouraged teachers to just kind of in a class period, give an opportunity for a screen break. As a school, one of the things we've we've kind of worked through in the last month, I would say now, has been actually taking Wednesdays and cutting the day down till finish at 12.05 as opposed to three and have half class periods. And really what that does is, is twofold, is give them a, w- a day in the middle of the week to be away from the computer, but also with the amount of screen time that may be overwhelming on the other days of the week, is give them an afternoon where they could work on something if they got behind or got overwhelmed on a different day of the week. So as a school, we kind of made that decision to give some time away. But then again, I'm still encouraging teachers to have that creativity and desire to see that the students have a more multifaceted home education than just looking at a PowerPoint and just looking at uh, their screen with whatever's on there. So it's a challenge, but uh, the teachers continue to be amazing at, at what they find to do. And some things are successes and other things are like, all right, we'll, right. we'll put that back in the drawer and pull <laughs> something else out. And that's really this whole year has been a bunch of experimentation. And, and really, you know, we continue on this path. We're going to be even, you know, we're going to be extremely good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing a good job. But Yeah, it's been fun to watch the teachers, the creativity and the initiatives that are, that are growing, you know, first just trying to survive, you know, the tech issues to begin with, but then yes. the creative teacher juices are are flowing and it's it's been pretty cool to see. I wish we could talk some more time or talk some more about that. Uh, we need to talk about, you know, what the future is, which if there's anything we've learned with COVID is nobody knows, right? We can't predict 
a week out, nonetheless, you know, six months out. But what would be our kind of our goals, maybe as a school, as an administration, what's the goals and, and maybe some steps that we're kind of close to moving towards? So I would say we've we've wanted to be effective in whatever venue that we have. Mm. And so it has been a little bit of a juggle where we're trying to be the best that we can be as online teachers, but also looking to the future because our goal is to be back face to face. And so as principals, we've been trying to think through what are those things that need to be in place? How can we prepare for that while not losing sight of where we are right now? One thing that's exciting for us this week is based on the recent executive order, we're able to open up K3 and K4 for childcare. So that's something that we're planning to open up next Tuesday. My teachers are beyond thrilled and they're I'm right there with go. them. Yeah. So we're, we're planning towards that and we're, we're excited for that opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, the safety protocols have already been in place. They're recommunicated and yes. enhanced, but we're ready to go with that. Yes. So we, we're pulling out things that we had ready for the first day and we're making sure that we're updating and revising that we're ready to have kids back on campus. So. Yeah, that's exciting. And the hope is that that would, you know, sort of be a, a little bit of a start in saying we can do this safely and Correct. carefully. And and we're anxious, you know, as a, as a school to have everybody back on campus. Let me ask this question, maybe turn in the corner a little bit, talk maybe more big picture from you guys. Actually, I, every time I'm with you, I, I know that God's given Harvest just such incredible leaders and administrators that no education, care about teachers, care about students, and love God. So every time I'm with you, I'm thankful for that. Big picture, tell me why education to begin with. I mean, what was sort of the motivation that said, man, I want to I want to do this for the rest of my life? And answer the second follow-up, which is what's different now? Why now? I laughed at my friends when we were in senior study hall. And one of my one of my good friends, she said, I'm going to go to college and, and I want to be a teacher. And I just, I, I laughed like literally in her face and said, so when you finish with school, you want to go to school so that you can get a job in school. <laughs> like, just just say that out loud. And she smiled back and said, yeah. Less than six months later, I was on the education track at Northland Baptist Bible College. And it really had nothing to do with my love for the content. It was the opportunity to work in an area where God has gifted me to, uh, you know, I have the maturity of, a, of, of an elementary child. And so uh, and that was great. And, and uh, I really thrived at being camp counselor. And that was really what, what pushed me in that direction. And then to get into the classroom and just feel incredibly overwhelmed and, and way over my head until I realized that, yes, the content is, it is very important. But what the parents really care about is can you give them the best education while you just love them and, mm -hmm. and you just help them, help them to grow and mature and get ready for that next step. And once I figured that out, I was like, I love this. This, yeah. is, this, is, the, this is the best thing in the world, working with them. And so what has changed now is you know, why our hearts break, why our teachers have been in genuine tears over and over and over again is not because Schoology is hard, not because I lost my internet connection again. Those are all frustrating. Mm -hmm. But really what's breaking their heart is that wouldn't happen if we were in the classroom. It's fun when you're in with a group of sixth graders or junior hires and the power goes out 
and you're all in there and then the people that ah and the other ones that are just like eh, and the other ones that are like uh, did something happen <laughs> and and so you have that, that you're just you're going through it all together sure. uh there's never a time where a, a child just disappears oh man he must have got disconnected you, no you, you right. those th- those things didn't happen so what the challenge is keeping them engaged and so why do we still do it and i I've, I've thought about that and honestly in these times so many people have had all their connections drop out of their life and whether it's through because of what's happened with work or because of you no longer can go to certain places and you can't socialize and so me as a as a teacher i still am one of the voices in their life and even though it is over an online connection i still get to be there and because of that there's a lot of frustration that's going back and forth but the reason sometimes the reason that they're frustrated is at least i'm still there yeah they they still have someone to talk to and someone to share their frustrations with or to to share their successes right awesome joy what did what would you say Going into education was not something that I had planned from when I was little. And I actually struggled a little bit with what to do. And I I received good counsel from my mom, actually. She looked at me and said, Joy, you're going to have to serve somebody. You're going to have to minister somebody. What age group do you want to spend your life serving? And that just clarified a lot for me. I said, I like working with kids. So I started pursuing that. Fast forward, teaching third grade here at Harvest, I was challenged to to simplify why I do what I do. I, I kind of boiled that down to three things that I that I would share with my kids every year. I'd say, you know what, whatever else we learn this year, I, I want you to love God and I want you to love other people and I want you to love to learn. And so that helped to bring everything into focus with what we did. Now in a principal role, I still try to share that with the kids that I get to interact with and the teachers that I get to interact with. And I still get to teach, but I, I look at it as I have a much bigger classroom now. I have teachers that I get to help develop and train their kids. So that's what I love about being in this job. Joy, how long have you been at Harvest? This is year 10. Okay. Josh? Uh, this is 19. Okay. Lawrence, how long? And then tell us you know, kind of the story of what... I think this is my 12th year. Okay. I guess I'll share what I what I view education as now. I don't know as a high school or even a college student if I thought this clearly. I enjoyed teaching and explaining things and I enjoyed I enjoyed kids. Right. I didn't go to college for it right away, but through some certain circumstances, Lord changed that around. But the two main things that that I like about education or love about education is there really isn't a better job that I can think of that actually gets to touch eternity five days a week, sometimes more if you have a weekend activity or something, with the next generation. Really nothing. There are other jobs that do, as a pastor, of course, but people who pay us for the opportunity to educate and share the gospel with with the next generation for the, for the cause of Christ, that's, again, what I didn't think of in college, but that is what has become very apparent here at Harvest hmm is that opportunity day in and day out. And again, most missionaries or, or even soul winners are, are having to go out and knock on doors and find people. But here, we open our doors and they come pouring in every year or, or now open our, our web browser <laughs> and they come pouring in and, and, and we have a captive audience that wants to hear what we have to share. And as we demonstrate love, they'll often hear it and not just listen to it. And so as far as education is concerned, I can think of very few things that I would want to 
do with my life again now that I know these things and, and hold them uh, as special parts of, of what we, what I do and what we do. Well, I'm thankful for you guys. I think our kids in the academy and their families are so privileged to have these kind of mentors in their lives. So parents, kids, and then our teachers, very, very thankful, mm-hmm. thankful for your love for God. And we're praying that this year is different, but this is part of God's plan. And he wants us to maximize this time. So thankful for you guys and praying that God would you know, lead us over this next months, that education and uh, training in godliness would grow here at Harvest. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to remind you that you can attend Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. We have two services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You can come to either. As usual, our COVID-19 protocols are in place and will apply. We do have our 9 a.m. service via live stream as well, which you can find both the protocols for COVID-19 and the live stream information at hbcguam.org. This week, Jesus Changes Everything, Part 5, from Matthew 5, 21 through 26. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.